Welcome to the Scale Up Valley podcast, where we bring the best tech leaders in the world to help you scale your SaaS business from 2 million to 100 million ARR. Today, we have a very special guest. His name is Conrado Lemes, head of marketing at Signaturate. Conrado, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Mike. You, you pronounced it correctly, Conrado Lemes. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Uh, for the ones who don't know, I'm Portuguese, so I speak a little bit of Portuguese. It's my native uh, language. And uh, yeah, so it's a little bit easier for me. And let's get to know a little bit more about yourself. So how did you went at Signaturate? Yes. Yeah, so like uh, most of the things in my life, uh, by, by coincidence and, and, and good luck, right? Um, so I'm Brazilian and that's why I'm called Conrado Lamas and I've been here in Barcelona now for some years. Specialized without much planning startup and marketing really evolved in the field, got passionate about the, the topic. And this year, it's been four months now, I've been heading the, the marketing department in Naturid. And it's been already learned a lot in four months. It's honestly what always excites me about uh, uh, working at this field. You can work so much in, in weeks and months. Uh, and it's been, it's been the case so far, Signaturate, for sure. That's awesome. And, uh, and what about Signaturate? So could you give us a little bit of an overview about what is Signaturate? Yeah, Signature, the reason why we are growing so much and so quickly is because we are solving the problem of paper contracts, right? Everybody hates paper contracts. Um, mm -hmm. It's a waste of paper. It's a waste of our times mm -hmm. downloading those uh, PDFs, printing, signing. So what we are doing, we are taking care of that cycle online, right? We are taking it digital the way it's supposed to be nowadays. It's scalable. It's uh, You have a, return, a clear return on investment. Uh, so because everybody we just know uh, by, from our clients and just because that's a problem that we all share, everybody's moving towards uh, electronic solution when, when, when it comes to electronic signature. Uh, that's why we are growing so much right now and the opportunity of growth is obvious. Got it. And it's also critical nowadays that we live in the customer experience uh, area to have a much better experience if you are um, a client or an employee to just go through the process without having to go to the office and sign papers or send it to the post and wait for the time to, to get the documents on, on the right uh, ends and at the right time. So I completely understand how painful it, it can be. I always, I always jokingly, but also very truthfully say that being marketing, I never felt uh, more strong or stronger the, the strategy of educating your target that we throw that a lot, right? In marketing, you have to educate while you're kind of, you're still doing marketing. But in our case, honestly, it's if we manage to edu educate quickly our target, because it's just, it's something that is in everybody's mind somehow, consciously or not. Like we all know paper doesn't make sense anymore. Um, everything has to go digital. So if we, if we manage to talk to our target and say, don't you think, you should do that electronically, the answer is gonna be an obvious yes. Um, so education is our number one priority and it's, it's just too obvious. It's, it, it is working, it's gonna work more and more. That's awesome. And um, in terms of growth stage, so what is the ad count today, funding rounds? So what, what is the yes. stage of growth? Uh, yes, we are, we are 100 employees now and still growing. Uh, we've raised a Series A in February, and our total funding is 10 million, more or less, right now. 
and yes, yes. growing well, very, very promising. That's it. Awesome. And uh, it's time to talk about you. We always go through some of the components that we think it's critical for any company to scale. First thing is personal growth of the leaders. Second is the growth and leadership development of the members of the team. Uh, then it's all about strategy and focus and of course, execution. So how do we get the direction then and how do we learn as quicker as, as fast? So let's start with, with the first point. Uh, we, as you know, we have a lot of CEOs uh, on the show and it's always my number one obsession. So how do you assure that you don't become the growth bottleneck of your own company? So uh, how do you do this for yourself uh, as the head of marketing of signatories? So where do you invest to assure that you don't reach to the level of your own incompetence and you start becoming bottleneck of your team to, to keep growing signatories? Look, look as, as obvious as it might sound, Mike, I think it's important that you're conscious about that threat. So if you're able, that you're able to question yourself, you're still professional, you still think you know a thing or two in your field, but I think it's healthy to always keep in mind, like, may I be a problem? May, like, it might be the case that I'm doing something wrong or, and, and, and probably over communicate a little bit and, and actively ask that to people. I think I always respect a lot the people, even the people that I worked with, the ones that I, that I had the best experience are always those ones that are humble enough mm -hmm. just to know because it's everybody facts that you don't know everything, that, that you might be wrong, and that two smart people might th probably think better than one smart person. So being open to that questioning, I think it's essential. And I'm not overstating this because in my professional experience, maybe it's still short, but, but in my professional experience, the real problems in teams and, and, and interpersonal relationship is always when you kind of have that feeling, well, that person doesn't really understand. He doesn't know or she doesn't know what she doesn't know, right? Yeah. Which is, if, if, if you don't know what you don't know, there is no way you can improve. Uh, so from, for me, it's the baseline and it starts all from there. So if you really take that for serious, you're opening to, you're conversating with your peers, you're creating those routines, right? You're, you're, you're probably, I know you're a big fan of that. You're probably adding those, those things to calendar. Now, now that we've worked for a while together, Mike, Mike is, a, is an advisor of the company. I think it, I do it more often. Thanks for the disclosure for the audience. <laughs> yes, yes. No, well, uh, no, it makes sense, uh, and and I honestly learned a lot, a lot from 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 your work, and I, I'm thankful. But but I think one of the okay. biggest lessons is like adding things to the calendar. I I used to do that, not not as much as I do now. But for example, you know, like even monthly lunches with your peers, and I just try to make that commitment of really stopping and talking to people and go to that question, right? I mentioned to you before, go to that question, like, not that you're going to do everything that people tell you to do, but it's like, is there something that I could improve, right? Is, that, is there something that you think it should change? So I think that, that, that posture, that positioning is, is important. If you, don't, if you don't have that at any level, it's, it's hardly the case that you're going to question yourself in terms of, am I a bottleneck of the company or it's some other department, right? And it shouldn't be the case. 
Right. And let's let's project, and uh, this is really important because uh, we talk about uh, a lot about business planning, and we talk very few uh, time about life planning. And part of life planning is career planning, and self growth planning, which is how do we see ourselves uh, in in the next three years? So, uh, and how do we align this about what is a world class CMO and the reference for you? So. What are the avenues that you consider would be critical for you to become that world-class CMO? Not saying that you are not yet. Uh, oh, I'm very offended now. <laughs> <laughs> but but let, let's say to be even more world-class uh, than oh. what you are today. <laughs> um, that's a great question. I've always uh, shared uh, with friends and, and peers that I'm, I've never been very good at those job interviews when people ask you, where, where do you see yourself in five years? Mm -hmm. Because I've never seen myself anywhere in five years. But there is a, a good side to it, which is uh, my expectations and it's never, have never been, oh, my, I, I want to be a founder, a CEO, or a CMO in, in, in X amount of time. Mm -hmm. My expectations has always been, I think, uh, two. Uh, twofold. Uh, one is constantly improve. Uh, for me, constantly improve doesn't mean constantly get raises or constantly be promoted. It's is is really Absolutely. this. Uh, you know, the idea of you're always learning, you're always evolving. Yeah. For me, it's super and, and beyond. I'm, I'm being truly honest about it. It's very for me. It's essential to feel that. And even uh, previous movements that I made, I think it was at a point where I felt that that wasn't happening anymore. Okay, so that's number one. Um, and, and second is the humbleness that I was telling you before is the ability of, of questioning yourself, of, 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 of being open to communications. So, so for, for me, those are the drivers of, of personal growth. And even with my team, and I wanna, do, I wanna believe we should talk to them, but I will believe I do a fairly good job there. Um, that's that is that's what I try to transmit, and I repeat over and over again to teams. I I want to because I want that for me. I want you to feel you are evolving over time, no matter where. I do want you to be at Signature. I think we are offering great career opportunities here, but I don't want to feel that people are here because we coerce them to be here. <laughs> and I want right. and also because I don't want that profile. I don't want I don't want the profile of people. Who are here because this is just their jobs or you know just your salaries and you, every job is the same or every company is the same i want people that that that, that want that, that that have that ambition of working at a good company and then one and and that, that enjoy uh at some level the work that they do so yeah. for, for me that that those personal drivers are are important when thinking personal and team growth and that's that's the amazing connection between the, the personal why with the company why or with between the life plan and business plan that as leaders we need to match in perfection because when someone is working for their own dreams and as a consequence being part of a team that is working for something bigger and for a company dream it's kind of a, a, a no-brainer I want to be part absolutely of this. you just have to align it you just hear one of the values that we have, and I think it's super important is grow without ego. I love the sense we all, we yeah. all know, we all know what it means. Uh, but there is one detail that I always emphasize. It doesn't mean that we should forget egos in the sense that we should consider 
personal interest. And what I think the best thing about startups or scale-ups in our case is it's the growth opportunity. Like we are, no, we, we might be wrong, but we are all so sure about the growth that we, are, that, that we expect in the following years. And it's going to mean growth for everybody who is in and who, for everybody who has that mindset for sure. Because we need them, us, for that growth to happen. Uh, so if you have that mindset, if you understand this, there is, it's perfect matching, right? Absolutely. And something that we also discuss uh, a lot in the show, it's about building the perfect leadership. There is no perfect, but the best possible leadership team uh, for each stage of growth and having the courage to change the pieces because someone who is very good on scaling the company, for instance, on marketing from five to 10 million might not be the right person to scale mart or even not at fun and don't want to be on that cycle of the company from 10 million. Yep. So sometimes it's not about uh, not being the right person to grow the company. Sometimes it's even not connected with the life plan or what that person has fun uh, doing. But this is really difficult because that person was also successful uh, in helping the company grow from five to 10 million. So if it was not that person, we will not be uh, there. Yep. And, and the same, something that we discussed a lot is it's not only about um, a job that the CEO needs to do. So every single person in their functional areas, in their teams, in their cross-functional teams, needs to be a CEO of that domain. And to be a CEO of that domain is also to pick what is the right team for that stage of growth of the company and having the courage to hire and fire as quicker as possible. And I'm being a little bit brutal here on firing, but sometimes it's even having helping the person to find out what is the sweet spot again in terms of life plan and business plan and what is the best for that person and for the company because we are not machines, we are human beings and the growth uh, trajectories where we are in are really brutal and sometimes are not very aligned with the human components because it's, it's not natural to grow at, at this pace. This, this yeah. requires a lot of uh, courage um, and sometimes to go even against uh, our own fears uh, and yep. face them and, and overlap them. So how do you structure your, your team for, for this stage of growth of Signaturate? Uh, Excellent. Uh, I'll start with that and then I'll, I'll address what you mentioned before about the, 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 the hiring and even firing. Um, so the, the way we structure right now, when, when I got a signature, we were in a previous stage, uh, the, the, the department was smaller and uh, all the structure content PPC was, was reported under one branch and I divided it in three. I divided it into a brand branch. Right now it's filled only with the events part, but we also have some agencies like a PR agency. There is a content branch uh, also together with design. It's more a uh, let's call it service uh, branch that is serving the rest of the department, also the company in terms of content. And there is the performance part that where, where clearly the, the, the agencies of PPC and, 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 and marketing automation is. Mm -hmm. And I think it's, uh, that, that moving is, is a no brainer too, because the, the first thing you want to do as you grow is start um, um, getting more expertise on specific topics. So you have the people who are, generalists, like even myself, you're always generalists at some points, but yeah. at some point you want to start like targeting for what, what people really need to be, to be good at. So that's the first movement. It's a movement that's it's ongoing, right? And in 2020, we are going to hire other positions to, to uh, make that movement more, more granular, that expertise uh, more granular. 
And in terms of the profiles and teams that, that you mentioned before, it's as hard as it can be. It's super obvious. And I think also is a consequence of the mindset that we were saying before you. Uh, we, very naturally, like you said, we think about, um, um, when we think about firing using the straightforward word um, <laughs> or, or maybe moving people around, you, you, you think about other people, but it could apply to yourself. Yep. And, I, and I have honest conversations even with the, with the leadership here, even with one with our CEO is like, we're going, we are growing, we're going to grow so much. I wonder if I'm the person who is going to take this after a serious BC, you know, like, and, sure. and, and, but, 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 but I think if it's, if it was my company, <laughs> I would like uh, me to have that, that mindset. So, um, and that should apply to everybody else, including the people in your team. Of course, uh, that letting someone go is not an objective per se. And, and it's always a hard decision. It should be taken carefully. Uh, and you should always consider alternatives. And also because there are many factors around one professional, not only, um, not only data driven, but all, also emotional and the impact of people in teams and importance of people beyond even their own teams. And you should take all those factors into consideration. But yeah, you might have to take that decision as well when selecting those teams. As you said, because we are scale ups, we have to take those decisions quickly. Yeah. Just to give some context, uh, sometimes if we, sometimes, no, almost every time, if we wait a quarter or two to make a decision, uh, it might be too late because we still need to find out uh, that replacement. We still need to explain to that replacement what looks like the challenge. That person yeah. still needs to understand the culture, to do the onboarding, to understand the vertical, the company, and to start producing results. So it's it's really with with time frames of 12 to 18 months from from rounds and from milestones, it, it's almost impossible to have the luxury of waiting two quarters. Just just for the ones who think that sometimes uh, leaders in this industry are a little bit um, too brutal in, in their decisions. Uh, yeah, it really needs needs a lot of courage. I think that the, the good part is trying to, to always be an example of leadership and doing that on the right way, respecting people, communicating appropriately. So it's not about avoiding to do it. We need to do that. It's trying to do this in, in the best possible way for the company for and for the human beings at the end of the year, of the day. Uh, I'll tell you something, important. Mike. You know me a little bit. I'm not, I don't think I'm most a brutal uh, personality reference uh, in, in the world. Honestly, I, I, I care a lot about, about the people in my team. I think it's part of why I might consider myself any, at any level successful. I work together with the team hand in hand. I think it's a matter of sitting down with people and being as honest as you can and letting the team know what your position and what your drivers and what your objective is. And, and, and some decisions, if you, if you manage to do that correctly, are going to be taken almost together. It's like, this is not happening. What's going on? What's the problem? How we can overcome this? And sometimes you find solutions, but if you don't, you, you have to take decisions. It's not easy, but you have to. There is also the good side of the equation is uh, having the courage to pay tribute for to our teams for the very good job that they are doing and to promote oh, yeah. the high performance that sometimes we also focus as leaders too much on mitigating the ones who are not performing uh, and not promoting the ones who are performing a lot. And I think that's, again, it's kind of mitigating 
the weaknesses instead of leveraging the strengths. Uh, this is something that we also discuss a lot in the next topic, which is all about strategy and, uh, and focus. So there is always, and nowadays, especially nowadays within the growth arena in hyper growth environments uh, that we have the discussion, should CMOs, should market lead, marketing leaders have uh, accountability for revenue? Uh, and what is the balance between driving revenue and uh, raising brand awareness? Uh, so what's your perspective on this? Should, should you have a, a, a revenue target uh, or not? I think I, I kind of take it for granted that at some point or level, you have some revenue targets. Um, I do understand that that shouldn't be a, a universal rule. In the end, uh, not only in marketing, but every department, every professional of a company is going to be driven by the objective set by the company. Um, so I can imagine lots of, uh, of companies not over-focusing on revenue, especially on some, some uh, uh, types of targets, of audiences, of, of, of ideal customer profiles and tiers, right? Uh, if you're talking, especially if you're talking about big enterprise companies, you know, low sales cycles and, um, uh, um, uh, and, and honestly, it's less important if, if who created the lead is you or sales or, or, or networking or partners or whatever. It's more about working together and get that uh, deal closed. But again, at some point, I do believe uh, there, there should be a connection to revenue, right? Uh, and, and then creatively thinking of how to measure that because there is always a way to, to measure things. Um, more, one, some KPIs are easier than, than others, um, but I, I, I think so. Uh, and with other companies that I have com uh, this conversation, I think one, one big part of deciding how much of that revenue should, you should be accountable for, for me is uh, type, but also very important that how big the, the potential customer is. And again, if you're going for higher tiers, it's just too difficult. It's probably not wise to be obsessed about who in your CRM says lead source inbound or lead source, it's yeah. right. It's just not smart. Yeah, uh, so for me, in, in that question, that that's a big factor. How big your, how big the fish or the whale is. Got it. And uh, what what is the size of your team uh, within those one hundred Signa buddies? That we are right? exactly. We are right now uh, in house. We are nine. Right. So it, it's, have a lot it's, of contributors, and this happens a lot with uh, with SaaS companies. Um, so you are kind of serving three segments: almost individuals, very small businesses, mid-size, and enterprise uh, customers. Let's not add yet the complexity of different uh, languages geos. and different geos. Uh, but let's let's only start there. So with nine people trying to specialize the team, and, and that's usually the growth tension. You already need to have almost three individual teams, each of them focused on just one of those segments. But yeah. we don't have you don't have yet critical mass to have those uh, three teams because you don't have uh, enough people to build cross-functional teams across marketing to to serve those uh, those uh, segments. So. Yeah. How do you drive focus? How do you align the team? How, how do you focus the team in, in this complexity uh, that we know that complexity is the, the great enemy of scale? Mike, when I, like four or five years ago, 
younger version of me was watching some podcast, some 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 video conference from somebody, a product market at Facebook. I like to remember her name now because it's a pretty good. Uh, I kept that in my mind because her 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 speech is very good about the problem of prioritization. And I remember thinking, what I what an exaggeration because. It was, it was like this well-seasoned professional that worked in so many companies and that she was working at Facebook by then. Uh, and, and you kind of, somebody tells you, oh, what is your biggest challenges? Tell, people tell you, oh, priority. It's like, oh, come on. <laughs> <You know>, like, <laughs> but, but God, it's totally my case now. It's so difficult to prioritize. It's so difficult to, to have a real, real sense that everything is important but still having to make hard choices on what you're going to focus. I'm afraid there is no like single answer to that. It's almost a, a habit. And you do have the drivers, right? Okay, my our main KPI is this, this, and that. And by by segments of your department, that might vary a little bit. Um, but but you build that in the routine many times. And, and there is a lot of uh, message, repeating the same message. And, and, and people, and I tell that a lot of the team, we should take that for granted just because we are human beings. Um, it's, I think it's very easy when, when, when you have something very clear in your head, because either because you have it or because you have your, your, your manager telling you that that's your main target and you try to drive that to a bigger group and it's hard and you have to say that 20 times in different ways through videos, through email, through Slack, through, uh, but, but it's the way it works. We, like human beings, we need the same message to be repeated in many ways with gifts and emojis all the time for something to see, to be internalized. Um, and it's part of the job. Yeah. Uh, that's the way I, I always say it, but yeah, prioritization is very, very difficult. And, and usually creative people. And I think that's someone who is on, on Martin has a very strong creative side doesn't like to be boring on always repeating the same thing. Uh, and, and sometimes I think everyone has already, already got it. So I, I can't believe that I will get in that uh, session or meeting again and repeat exactly the same. But we need to kind of go, important. and as you said, maybe exercising our creative muscle by repeating it in a different way. <laughs> so giving different examples, but repeating exactly the same thing and the same priority week after um, week. We, uh, and, and orally, because I'm going to tell you this, I've seen over and over that the situations in which people drive those, like write those big emails full of details with the ads now, right? Like you at Mike and that's your responsibility. And now I send that big email and it's your responsibility to memorize that and keep that in mind together with the other 20 emails that our department sent you. Um, but I don't, I don't buy that at all. First, I think it's very important that somebody is responsible for whatever message is. And I'm talking about one person. And that person has to understand that, that, that he or she needs to repeat that a lot. And and I tell this to the team, we try, there are some routines here that I created with presenting some premium content, like the, the case studies in which I literally stopped the company for 10 minutes. I, I, I'm well a big done. believer. Of, yeah. I, I'm a big believer of that. Like, let me, let me give you the example of case studies, case studies. It's a video that's going to last two minutes. Everybody's going to watch that because videos are cool. You love that little break of watching the video and for God's sake, it's your customer saying you're amazing. 
everybody in the company is going to stop to watch that either on three mail on social media. And everybody in the company is going to waste other two, three minutes with their peer right beside them or at the coffee place commenting on how cool the video is. So can we do it for 10 minutes, everybody together, talking as a team, sharing the achievement of making uh, a customer successful, you know, and also using that energy to all like, and afterwards you ask people, hey, let's share that everywhere, right? Yeah. So now every customer story, when we share for the first time on social media, we have at least 100 uh, likes and shares just because of that silly uh, strategy. It's no brainer. You don't need to do anything beyond getting everybody to talk. Respecting people's time is super important. So I was very careful of telling people it's going to take 10 minutes and I try to take seven. Yeah. Um, so, so, so I think that communication is, it's essential. And, and, and when you conversate with people and, and even here, I think over time I learned to, to value my soft skills because being in marketing, uh, starting 12, 2012, I think it's part of it because it was a different era, of course. Um, I think the conversations were different and nowadays it's being more and more valued and personally more and more value that, that ability of, of mobilizing the team and, and, and that emotional side of taking care of the team and, and get, Hey, let's watch this customer story and why it's important and why, how come we, we, we sit down here every day and, and we lower our heads because we need to, right? We need to work. Let's take a look at the bigger picture. Look at what we are doing. We're getting this company that is making millions and millions of revenue to stop for three hours and record a video with us for nothing. We're not giving them anything. So that means something, right? We are doing something right here. That is super important. This right. is a, a very good. It's it's part of one of the questions that we ask on the sh on the sh on on the show, which is all about execution. So, what are those small rhythms that makes all the difference? So nowadays, every company is doing uh, or should be doing. I think that everyone is doing and nobody's doing. But the dailies, the weeklies, the monthlies, the quarterlies, the one-on-ones. So the annuals. It's all a lot, all about a lot of discipline. But at the same time, there are very few routines that can really make a difference. And this is one of one of those that you are sharing that is providing awesome value for yourself and, and for the company and, and for the team. And that's a, also a good point to kind of explore something that um, the CMO of, of Drift, uh, Dave Gerard, who has been on the show as well, um, was sharing this week, if I'm, if I'm not wrong, that he was saying, if you want to be a world-class CMO, you need to do three things. First one is to show that you are impacting revenue. Uh, second, telling a very good story uh, about the main decision makers about how you are doing this. And third, having your sales team and every single department, but especially your sales team saying, how amazing is being your contribution for their results? How grateful they are because of your uh, work. So how do you have this, uh, how do you mitigate or how do you leverage the relationship with, with sales, with customer success, so important, with products? Um, in, in the company. It's essential, right? These are the people who are, you're not going to be able neither individually nor as a department to deliver uh, the work or the value that, that you're delivering. On say it was super, super clear in terms of leads, right? If you're like, you get the leads, you need sales to sell it. So you need to talk to them. You need to see how it's going on. Am I doing something wrong when something doesn't happen? Are you doing something wrong when, doesn't, when something doesn't happen? So it's, it's essential. And it's super funny that some um, relationships are famously 
known for how badly they, they can be, like sales and marketing. When if you think about it, it really doesn't make sense. If sales and marketing is not aligned, if they don't have a good relationship, it's not gonna it's not gonna work. Uh, I think it's about keeping that profile that we talked about before. It's about being open. It's about uh, not 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 going um, arrogantly to to the other person to tell you, oh, you have to do this. It's about being open about the the issues and the problems. Very importantly as well, when 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 identifying problems everybody has problems every department has problems always i think it's always very easy to 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 to, to pinpoint oh this is wrong look how ugly it is and it's your fault yeah uh, it doesn't help so um it's, it's being smart enough to 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 still find the problems point them out and solve them while keeping that good relationship but of course relationship works both sides so you also need that uh that positioning that profile on the other side but then we are talking about what we talked before right the right profiles the right hirings and who even knows the, the right firings we always want to avoid that um so it's it's essential for that relationship to be to be kept in in a healthy way absolutely there is also one of one of our guests on the show and in regular activities that we do with our clients which is uh, Christy Falter-Russo, which has also been talking with, with Signaturit um, as well in, in the last weeks, which is the VP of customer success of BetterCloud. And nice. it's, it's an amazing example of a very good relationship between customer success and marketing. And we are seeing everywhere, even the, the god of SaaS, uh, Jason Lemkin, uh, is being saying again and again that amazing companies are, are companies who have uh, high rates of uh, net revenue uh, retention. So there is a, a huge opportunity already inside your customer base. Mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. and, and, and all of us are super focused on, on growth via new business uh, and not kind of serving the ones who already trust us and have so many problems that we can solve um, with, with our products and with our uh, strengths so it's, it's really also healthy to to again to not only have a great relationship with sales but really with product with customer success even with engineer with people with with finance uh, yeah. of course we can do everything at the same time and we need again to prioritize as we were discussing uh before but it's really important and very quick um question before we we close the this segment of strategy plus execution, we have mixed it and, and it makes all, all sense. So when we define, and especially nowadays in a growth environment, direction and execution and learning quick is, is critical. Yeah. And as much as we learn, as much as we execute, as much we need to understand, we have crystal clear what is the direction. Um, but of course, we can't lost ourselves in terms of direction when we are executing and, uh, and get out of uh, the way uh, of the destination, uh, which is all about the geos. So we know that this is a complexity mainly from some areas in, in the globe, like Latin America, if we exclude Brazil or Mexico, that have very strong uh, domestic markets. Southeast Asia, if we, if we exclude um, maybe Vietnam and, and uh, Indonesia. Uh, but if we are in the US, India, or China, even with different cultures, even dialects, we can communicate in one single language. This, this doesn't happen in another parts of, of the globe. And uh, I know that at this stage, uh, Signature has clients worldwide, globally, but is very focused in terms of execution in, in Europe. How is it being, again, to have uh, an extra layer of complexity 
free segments, free sizes of companies, and also two or three uh, geos to, to manage. It's super hard. I think it was uh, the hardest thing for me in these uh, four months in the company as um, that balance between targeting and prioritizing and not trying to grab too much land, but still having to consider those bigger markets and therefore uh, having to consider that complexity. So I've, I've learned a lot. I have to say, maybe we could talk about many things uh, on, on, on things that I think work well for in, in that problem, in that, in that case, but the squads ex experience has been uh, especially interesting for me, uh, be just because of the group um, um, sense or the group rhythm that, that that goes on there, and that mix of the different departments, I think it's so. So it's almost like this mini startup inside your bigger startup, and you can see the leadership, the leadership going on, and you can see the people taking. Uh, taking responsibility and and i think it's super sometimes i envy that that relationship of the squad i almost like to have squads everywhere for everything so that's that's been a very very good experience when we when when dealing with other markets especially the markets that we are we are we are testing let's say that we are penetrating uh super super good so i definitely i definitely recommend that if people haven't tried it this is a huge contribution to the community. Thanks for sharing it. And, and I think it's also a huge opportunity to apply the same mindset to, to the different segments, to also have squads with someone from marketing inside. And I think that that's critical also the transition from a functional organization to a matrix organization where the leaders of the functional areas need to be much more advisors uh, instead of Leaders. So the ones who lead are the ones who lead the markets and the business units and the segments, not uh, as in the old way at 50 people or under 50 people, where we have a functional organization, which were the functional leaders who are moving the company uh, forward. So now it's who is closer to the market, which is the guy who is meeting every single day individual clients or small business, or the guy that is meeting uh, mid-size and enterprise who know best the way to reach out to those customers and to serve those customers. And every single department of the company now and, and team needs to help those people to make their job uh, done because that's the way we will grow and add more value. Let's say add more value and as a consequence, grow and be rewarded by our customers with their loyalty and uh, with their uh, choice uh, for, for working with us. I absolutely agree. Uh, it, it, I have to say that in my case, I've learning uh, that need of becoming more of the advisory of the team instead of executor, just just because I don't have another any other option. <laughs> uh, as as you scale and you and you need to be quote unquote everywhere, and and, and it's just at some point you just start telling people because like, thank you for leading this. You're doing a great job because they are and and. There's, it's, it's, there is no way you can be there. And it's not, it's not desirable if you're in a scale-up. It's not a scalable that the leader of the department is touching and executing everything. You want the people who, who do, do, do as good or better than you in, in specific areas to lead that and to almost tell you, you know, you have the bigger picture and you have the, the key, the key uh, strategy and the key execution part, but, but the person's gonna at some point because they know better than Mark, like you said, like I said, they're gonna tell you, and we need this and we need that. Oh, okay, makes sense. Let's see, let's see, let's see where, the, where the resource is. If we can do it in-house, out, uh, outsource, et cetera, et cetera. So that's it's completely true. 
Awesome, and we we came to the to the end of the show, which is with one of, one of our favorite questions of the show, which is if you had, would have the opportunity uh, to meet Conrado Lemes uh, at the beginning of your career working as marketing leader with VC backed companies, what advice would you offer to your younger self? Yeah, it's always a great question. I think I think it's don't worry. <laughs> everything's gonna be everything's gonna be okay. Um, uh, I'm happy. I'm happy that I've always been um, um, how'd you say not comfortable or not quiet or where I always like curious and always moving around. But it, I think on that personality, anxiety comes together as well, and you have to be careful. Now that I have family, everything that is especially important you have to keep healthy and, and you have to to keep that balance i do believe it's important work-life balance uh so i would say this i would be uh, and should what I you're doing to, is right but don't be so stressed <laughs> just wanted also to give you a lot of credit because you have been um, kind of starting your impact on signature and having uh, your second kid at the same time so it's huge uh, adds up uh, thank for, you, for you on, on i'm proud of that i'm also putting <laughs> that on my resume you know putting on linkedin <laughs> like a being dad of two kids for x amount of years now <laughs> absolutely absolutely Conrad, it was really a lot of fun thanks so much for for joining us and, and sharing your experience likewise mike it's always a pleasure uh conversating with you and learning from you and um, i hope it's being useful to your audience and we'll keep in touch and to our community, thanks so much for being on that side. Keep us informed about what we need to do in order to bring you the best and to help you more scale as quickly as possible from 2 million to 100 million. See you soon and keep scaling.